Welcome to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. I'm Erin, pediatric sleep consultant and founder of The Happy Sleep Company. From catnaps to night wakes and regressions to teething, we cover all things baby sleep. With a passion for children's sleep, we're here to help tired families get healthy rest. Hi everyone, welcome back to Sleep Cues. It's Q&A Tuesday, so we're going to dive into some questions that I've gotten over the last week in my Instagram DMs, in my inbox, lots of questions, so we'll dive into those. I hope everyone's having a great end to their summer. I know that my family has really been taking advantage of the ability now to travel a bit more and see some friends and family. We've done some cottaging, we've done some staying in trailers for some camping, We've gotten to use all of my favorite sleep stuff. So, you know, I've been taking my portable blackout blinds and our sound machine, and we are still getting some good rest, even though it's been a really busy, busy summer. Um, If you ever want to check out some of our our favorite sleep tools, you can go to the must-have section at thehappysleepcompany.com. And if you are a family who likes to spend a lot of time at other places, you're going to be putting your little ones down for sleep elsewhere, whether it's grandma's house or an Airbnb or a hotel. If you're traveling, then it can be really helpful to just have all of the right sleep stuff in place to create a really sleep conducive environment. And that's what we've been doing. You know, my daughter's a little older now, she just turned nine, but whether you're nine or 39, it's nice to have a nice, dark, quiet sleep space when you're in an unfamiliar environment. So go check out all those great things to create that great sleep environment when you're on the road, if you're doing that traveling to finish off your summer. So let's dive in. Let's talk about some of these questions that I've gotten in the past week. Here's the first one. It says, hi, I have a question. I want to start transitioning my five-month-old out of the hands-up sleep sack. I know you're supposed to start with one arm first. Should I start with naps or bedtime? I'm scared to mess up his nighttime sleep. Well, and his naps. Ha ha, is what this question says. So let's break this question down. First of all, I mentioned that this mom asked me that she's transitioning out of the hands up sleep sack. So some of you might be wondering what that is. I am assuming that this parent is referring to something like the love to dream swaddle up where the baby is fairly tightly zipped into their sleep suit, but their arms are up. So they can't be flailing their arms around and hitting themselves in the face with that Moro or startle reflex and waking themselves up but they do have the ability to sleep in kind of a more natural sleeping position than with their arms pinned down like in a traditional swaddle. So I assume when this parent says the hands up sleep sack, they're talking about something like that love to dream swaddle up. But whether you are transitioning out of that or out of a traditional swaddle, this parent is mentioning that their child is five months old. So My answer to this specific question would be that I would go straight to a regular wearable blanket because your five-month-old is probably very close to being able to roll. And as soon as a baby is able to roll, we want to move away from a swaddle and into an arms out wearable blanket or sleep sack as we call it or sleep bag as we sometimes refer to it. I wouldn't even necessarily make the transition in any other way than going straight to the sleep bag if your child is five plus months. Normally we're out of a swaddle by around four, maybe four and a half months. So for this mom, I would say the answer to the question is just go straight to the sleep bag. I know you're scared to mess up his sleep. It might be a little bit of a regression. It might not. So don't stress too much. But it's got to happen. It's got to happen because he probably wants to use his arms to self-soothe at this point. It's got to happen because he's going to roll and the, the swaddle isn't going to be really great from a safety perspective very soon, if not already. So let's just make the switch. 
for parents who are wondering about doing a more gradual transition, say your child is just three to four months and you're transitioning out of the swaddle and your child hasn't rolled yet, so you don't have to transition out, but you are seeing that your child is starting to want to self-soothe with their hands. They are already busting out of their swaddle before you can even get over to their crib. They're probably ready to transition out, but you're still a little worried that that startle reflex may cause problems. Then I would say it is a good idea to do it gradually. So start with one arm out of the swaddle and the other arm still swaddled for a few nights. And then do both arms out of the swaddle, but the body still wrapped for a few nights. So your baby still feels quite snug and then move to a traditional wearable blanket. And that's how you can do that transition a little more gradually if your baby is a little younger. The next question I got is when is the best time to lower a child's crib? My six month old is close to crawling and wondering if I should lower it, but it seems like it'll be harder to keep her asleep when I place her in the crib at that point. So this is a big question. You should lower your child's crib as soon as they can push up onto all fours. So definitely when your child can push up onto all fours, you want to lower that crib. And if your child shows any indication that they're able to stand, you want to lower it even further. So for a six month old, we're generally going to have it at at least the middle point of the settings. And then once your child shows any indication or is getting close to standing, you want to move it even further. Or from a safety perspective, you can move it all the way down as soon as your child can push up so that there's no chance that they're going to be able to climb over the crib. This mom was worried that it'll be harder to keep her baby asleep when she places her in the crib if the crib mattress is lowered down. That may be the case. If you want to start working on some independent sleep skills, this would be a good time to start putting your baby in the crib awake and having them learn to fall asleep on their own without you rocking them to sleep first because you may end up having to do that anyway because they do wake up when you put them in the crib because you now have to lean so far over. If you're not looking at doing any kind of sleep coaching or teaching those independent sleep skills and you want to keep rocking your baby to sleep, that's okay. But yes, they may wake up a little more easily as you try to transfer them into the crib. But from a safety perspective, we really don't have a choice. If your child is learning to crawl, they can clearly push up. We want to make sure that that crib is moved down so there's no chance your child is going to fall out of the crib. Next question I got was about wake windows. I hear so much about wake windows, but is there a point where you go more by the clock instead of watching those wake windows? There is a point. For me, it's usually when a child reaches the point where they're ready for just one nap in the day. And for most children, they're ready for that around 16 to 18 months of age. Before 16 to 18 months, I do not recommend that you try to do a static by-the-clock schedule for your child. I recommend that you focus on wake windows. So what we mean by wake windows is the amount of time your child can be awake before needing to sleep again from the time they wake up until the time you need to put them down for a nap. So a five-month-old. A five-month-old can generally handle two hours of awake time. So if they wake up for the day at seven, we're placing them in the crib for their next nap at nine, and that's their wake window. We don't assume that every single nap every single day is going to happen at 9 a.m. because the next day your child might wake up at 6.30. So that means they should be in the crib at 8.30 because that's two hours of awake time. And children are pretty sensitive at that age to proper wake windows and to getting overtired really quickly. So we don't want to have a static time on the clock because your baby's not a robot. We want to make sure that we're following those wake windows and putting them down after an age-appropriate amount of awake time. 
When your child is 16, 18 months, they're going to be ready for a one nap schedule. I recommend that nap happen at noon every day. At this age, your child is a little more resilient in being able to handle a little more or less awake time leading up to their nap. So no matter what time your child wakes up for the morning, I would just do the nap at noon every day at that point to help your toddler's body clock adjust to going down for their nap at around the same time each day. They're probably going to go down easier at that age if they go down at the same time each day because their body clock says, okay, this is the time I go down every day. I'm ready for this. Again, a younger infant, they need to really stick with those wake windows or they get overtired easily. A toddler can get overtired easily, but they usually are more resilient with the time on the clock for their nap than having to do exact wake windows at that age. So once we reach that one nap a day schedule, we just go by the clock. We do the nap at noon. And then usually at that age, if your child is having a good two and a half, three hour nap, we can do bedtime at like seven, seven fifteen each day. Certainly if there's an off day, if your 18 month old has a day where they just only nap for an hour, I would do bedtime earlier if they seem really tired, but in general, we can stick to the time on the clock each day for naps and bedtime once we reach that toddler stage and that one nap per day stage. Next question. My little one is nine and a half months old and has started babbling in his crib at three to 4 a.m. off and on as in in and out of sleep until I take him out at six if he's still awake. He's not upset, just makes a lot of noises. I'm not sure what happened. Nine and a half months, mama is a huge age for development. Cognitive development, they're starting to get to that stage where they're going to form words. Physical development, crawling, standing in the crib, maybe learning to walk. And so there's just so much going on for a nine and a half month old that it is super, super common for them to have an hour long babbling session in their crib at three o'clock in the morning. I know it's frustrating for parents. I know it's exhausting for us when we're just laying awake, listening to our baby have a chat to himself at three o'clock in the morning, but it's normal. My advice is that you're going to let it pass because it is a phase that will pass. If your baby's not upset, I would let him be because if he's not upset and he's just practicing his words and you bust in there, then he might get upset because he might kind of be like, hey, you interrupted me. What are you here for? You're going to do something? You're not? Then why are you in here? And now I'm just going to sort of protest at you for things to happen. Whereas before you came in, I was fine. So if your baby's not upset, as this mom says, hers is not, and he's just babbling off and on, then I would give it some time. It will probably pass within a couple of weeks. If it doesn't pass within a couple of weeks, then certainly we do want to look at what else could be going on. So perhaps your wake windows are a little off. Perhaps your baby is overtired when he goes to bed at night. That's often a culprit of early morning wake-ups. So for a nine and a half month old, I would generally be doing three hours of awake time before he goes to bed at night. Maybe three and a quarter, three and a half for some nine and a half month olds. That's usually too much for most nine and a half month olds. So I would probably stick with just three hours of awake time before he goes in bed at night. If you are nine and a half month old, mama who sent me this question, if he's having more awake time than that before bed, Overtiredness could also be the culprit of those wake-ups where he's babbling for an hour. So keep that in mind too. Last question for today. Hey Erin, my son is almost 13 months. He's been very accustomed to sleep crutches, primarily rocking to sleep. Do you think the program will work given his age and how long he's been using sleep crutches? 100%. So this mom is referring when she says, do you think the program will still work given his age? She's referring to our sleep programs. So at the Happy Sleep Company, our sleep programs involve an initial consultation with a family, 
reviewing paperwork to determine what our recommendations are going to be, going through all those recommendations with them for their specific baby, providing them with a step-by-step written out sleep program for their baby and following them daily for a full two weeks to gain sleep logs each day, review those logs, offer advice and support and feedback and answers to questions each day. This mom is asking, will it still work given he's been accustomed to sleep crutches for 13 months? Mama, yes. We work with children up to age six. It is not too late to start healthy sleep habits or different sleep habits if your child is 13 months. Absolutely not too late. We work with one-year-olds all the time. We work with two, three, four-year-olds all the time, even up to age six. So do not think that if your child is 13 months old, it's too late to make changes to their sleep habits. A lot of parents are still rocking and feeding to sleep at 13 months and it's working for them and that's fine. But a lot of parents by 13 months are saying, wow, it's been a year We're walking to sleep for every nap and every bedtime. My back hurts. I don't have any time in the evening for myself. I don't have any time in the day for myself because you need to sleep on me. Maybe you're starting daycare soon and you're worried, you know, that the daycare provider is going to have trouble putting your baby down. And those parents are sometimes coming to us and saying, okay, now we're ready. Now we're ready to make changes to our child's sleep. Is it too late? It is absolutely not too late for a one-year-old to learn totally different sleep habits. We can do it. It takes some time. It takes having a proper plan in place. It takes a lot of consistency, but you can absolutely do it. So don't think it's too late and certainly don't ever hesitate to reach out to us. If you do want that extra support, you can go to thehappysleepcompany.com and we can have a free 20-minute phone consultation just to chat and give you an idea of what to expect from the program and offer some initial advice and feedback and go from there. But don't think it's too late because it's never too late to put healthy sleep habits in place. So those are the top questions of last week. I hope those were helpful. We covered sort of a variety of things. So hopefully there was something in there if you're listening that helped you out or that answered a question that you've had sort of itching in the back of your mind as well. Again, I hope everyone is just having a really great end to their summer and we're ready to transition into fall. If your little one is going to daycare or starting back to school soon, then check out our episode from last week where we talked about the daycare transition. We'll talk to you soon and we'll be back on Sleep Cues next week with a great guest. So tune into that one. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to Sleep Cues, the everything baby sleep podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this episode with a mom or dad who might need some rest. Connect with us on Instagram at The Happy Sleep Company and check out our website, thehappysleepcompany.com for loads of blogs, sleep guides, and information about how we work with families one-on-one to get sleep on track.